Today's episode is brought to you by... Gamma Irradiated Greenies! It's the only cereal with a lifetime guarantee! Gamma Irradiated Greenies! The only cereal with a lifetime guarantee. We guarantee, for as long as you live, it won't kill you. When I first ate breakfast, I would eat bran constantly. It was my go-to meal. But two hours after breakfast, it was gone and my stomach was empty. I had no energy. But then I tried new gamma-irradiated greenies. Now I have all the energy I've ever wanted. It's amazing. It puts pep in my step. And my steps even glow now. Gamma-irradiated greenies. The only... Cereal with a half-life guarantee. We guarantee it will stay with you. Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Well, jump into the adventure with me because here we go. Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell's show, can be found at thebatfree.com on the Mutual Audio Network and finer podcast sites. Oh, jeepers. I hate mowing the lawn over and over and over again. Phew. If only there was a way to make the grass stop growing. Now there is. Thanks to the new miracle product, Grow No Mow. G-R-O-N-O-M-O-W. We have obtained a sizable amount of government surplus Agent O that you can use to stop your grass from growing again. Ever. Here's how it works. When your 55-gallon drum of Grow No Mow arrives, take it off the truck and place it in a secure location near your yard. Hazmat suits sold separately. Then, after carefully opening the drum in a well-ventilated area at least 600 yards from any resident, school, hospital, or barracks, remove a teaspoon of Grow No Mow and add it to 6,000 gallons of water to dilute it to the proper strength. Then spray that solution on your yard. You'll notice a change immediately. You're through with mowing. And in six to ten short months, you can once again go out in your yard to play or sit. But no outdoor cooking or pets. 
Grow no mo. Just $25 per 55-gallon drum, plus $1,200 postage handling, environmental protection fees, and decontamination spray. Get Grow no mo now by calling 555-GROW-NO-MO and never mow your yard again. Follow directions very carefully. Use of Grow no mo may result in cancer, sinus destruction, rashes, blisters, fever, hair loss, memory loss, fainting, flatulence, loss of appetite, loss of teeth, swelling of the tongue, unexpected gender changes, inability to focus, a tendency toward repetition, terminal earwax accumulation, a tendency towards repetition, a tolerance for disco music, hair growth in unexpected places, a sudden deepening of the voice, detachment of fingers and or toes, near death, death, and wishing for death. If you experience any of these symptoms, immediately bury your drum of Grow No Mo in a 4x5x5 concrete enclosure with 16-inch walls, available at a slight additional charge, at least 30 feet underground, and alert all neighbors in a 30-mile radius to cease drinking tap water. Wow! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Grow No Mo! <laughs> hey! Got to check out Mike Williams. Here he is. Once you listen to him, then go over to Mike Williams Comedy over on YouTube. I, I got in trouble a couple months ago. I was doing a program. It was in the Hall Catholic group right here with you guys. So there were three priests. They were sitting with me for the dinner time. Now, one on my right was the old priest, this Irish priest, right? And, and he, he still had the role when you talk like that. Any of you come from a Catholic background? Anybody at all? Okay. One of you, beautiful. This is how I really targeted my audience tonight. <laughs> Ooh, okay, tell the Irish priest was a little uncomfortable with some of the jokes I did. Probably some of the jokes tonight would have made him a little bit uncomfortable. Because he would just kind of sit there and maybe do like that right there. And after I did my program, I came, I sat back down between both priests right there. The Irish priest leaned over to me, he said, I son, he said, some of that stuff made you a little uncomfortable. I'm going to have to give you three Hail Marys for what you said tonight. And, and I said, well, I'm sorry. The Dominican priest leaned over. He goes, I thought they were hilarious. I'm taking two of them away. And so, <laughs> apparently you can find a discount priest. I did not know that. <laughs> you ever go back in a discount also? Honey, this toilet paper is so soft. I know, but I need to warn you. Warn me? Ha! Ha! It's so luxurious! Yes, but you really shouldn't. Oh, yes, I should! Did you know that Noah's brand toilet paper is the world's first and only 22-ply toilet paper? Yes, dear, but it makes using the bathroom a breeze! That's true enough, as long as you don't... Oh! That's disgusting! No, it's brand So soft, so luxurious. Just don't flush, or there'll be another flood. Uh, baby, where do we put the outboard motor? Shut up! Shut up! And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by... The Retro Radio Podcast. And Keith Helpfully. Hello? Oh, just a minute. Oh, it's probably Betty. Gracie, you want it on the phone. Oh, all right. I wish all those handsome men wouldn't call me up in front of Mr. Douglas. It's embarrassing. Will you answer the phone? Oh, hello. This is Gracie Allen speaking. And I can't go out with you tonight because maybe I've got a date with Mr. Douglas. Yeah, maybe not. What? You say you've known me longer than Mr. Douglas? Well, that's funny. I don't recognize your voice. Gracie, will you, will you? Yeah, please, Gracie. What? You say you've known me ever since I was a little girl? Well, spell your name, please. 
Oh, now I remember. Hello, Mother. Mother? Well, 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 I'm sorry. I'm really surprised she could spell her name. <clears throat> How are you, Mother? Really? Oh, poor Umpy. How's Daddy, Mother? Yes? Oh, poor Umpy. How's my little nephew? Yes? Oh, poor Umpy. How's Unky, Mother? Look, Gracie, will you break this up? Mother, will you give Unky this message for me? Here it is. Goodbye. Well, that's a smart message. Gracie, what's the matter with your uncle? Well... George, you know where Unky's right leg used to be? Where his right leg used to be? Yeah. Well, I've got a rough idea. Well, his left leg is there now. His left leg is where his right leg used to be? Yeah, but that's not the worst of it. His right leg is, is where, where his, his left, left leg, leg used, used to be. <laughs> Look, let me get this straight. Uh, did Betty McDermott call yet, George? Not yet. Well, don't worry, she will. Who's worrying? <laughs> So, uh, so your uncle's left leg is where his right leg used to be. Uh, George, were you ever in a train wreck? Was I ever in a train wreck? Why, no. Oh, that's a shame. What are you doing tonight? Gracie, was your uncle in a train wreck? Uh, not exactly. You see, they called me from the receiving hospital and said, we've got a man here who says he's your uncle. So I said, congratulations, boy or girl. And Wait a he minute, said, just a minute. <laughs> Look, Gracie, how did your uncle get into this receiving hospital? What happened? Well, am I telling you what happened or are you asking me? <laughs> You're telling me. Well, all right, don't act like I'm doing it. Now, look, let's start from the beginning. All right. George, what's the matter with your uncle? Oh, he's fine. My uncle. It's your uncle. Oh, oh, yes. Well, anywho, he's in the receiving hospital, and I was rushing down Fifth Avenue to get the subway when all so, of a sudden... Uh, you were rushing down Fifth Avenue? Yes. The and subway all... is on 7th Avenue. Yeah, I know, but all the nice stores are on 5th Avenue. Oh, I see, yes. So, I thought I could run for the subway and do my window shopping at the same time. That's because you were worried about your uncle. Well, certainly. And then I ran into that dress shop that's owned by those people who came over in the Mayflower. The Pilgrims. No, Milgrims. Oh, Milgrims, yes. <laughs> yes. And I bought three dresses and the Gracie, cutest hat. Gracie, and... what about your uncle? Oh, uncle doesn't buy his clothes at Milgrims. I guess your uncle gets his clothes in sacks. No, just peanuts. He gets peanuts in sacks. Yeah, in those, those paper sacks. sacks. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I say, George, old boy, yes. uh, this piece of humor is so funny that every time I tell it, I burst. So I'd better unbutton my vest. Well, all right, Ray. Get started and unbutton your vest. I say... What kind of babies aren't born with bare feet? And you say, all babies are born with bare feet. And I say, oh, no, they're not. Baby tigers aren't born with bare feet. Oh. <laughs> Ray, 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 you can, you can button your vest. Oh, right, oh. Right. Betty McDermott hasn't called yet. Not yours? yet, Frank, not yet. Well, I hope she gets here before I leave. You know, the kids had enough tough breaks as it is. <laughs> Gracie, your uncle is in the receiving hospital, remember? Oh, yes. So, I finally got to the hospital and my heart was pounding. So I ran... Well, just listen to it. It's still pounding. So Quiet, it's somebody at the door. Come in. Good evening. I'm looking for Miss Gracie Allen. Gracie Allen. Am I a short girl with three black hair Mr. and baby blue eyes? what can we do for you? Well, I dabble in surrealism. My name is Charles Wentworth Spencer Lawrence, artist, critic, and bohemian. Well, how do you? And I'm Blackfoot Fuji with a floy floor. <laughs> Do. Miss Allen, I've been admiring your surrealistic paintings in the Julian Levy Gallery. Well, who hasn't? Miss mm. Allen, would you mind telling me how you got your inspiration for that painting of yours called The Love Life of an Hors d'Oeuvre? <laughs> uh, 
the, the love life of an hors d'oeuvre? Oh, that's the one I painted with my daddy's shaving brush. <laughs> well, it looks it. Oh, but I'll never be able to paint another one like that. Why not? Well, on account of my daddy is using an electric razor now. Well, that's a pity. Uh, I say, George, what do you think of this one? I say, I went to see a play last night, and then you say, on borrowed time. Then I say, no, on borrowed money. <laughs> You can button your vest again. Oh, rather, yes, yes. Miss Allen, I'm here to invite you to an exhibition next week at the Boston Art Institute. They're hanging one of my paintings. Oh, thank you. And you must come to Alcatraz. They're hanging one of my brothers. Goodbye. Goodbye. Every, everything happens to me. Now, Betty McDermott hasn't No, not yet, yet Grant. Not yet. Well, anywho, George, my uncle's left leg is where his right Tracy, leg used to be. Tracy, and his right Tracy, leg... you know, you remind me of a package of Chesterfield. You mean because I satisfy? No. Because you never dry up either. Oh. <laughs> I don't get it. You don't. Well, get this. I don't want to hear any more about your uncle. Oh, but I do, George. Gracie's aroused my curiosity. Oh, Mr. Douglas, have I really? <clears throat> well, Paul, you got into this. You get out. Well, what I what I meant was how could your uncle have his right leg where his left leg used to be and his left leg where his right leg used to be? Mr. Douglas, did you ever put your pants on backwards? <laughs> Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.